Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I've got a full house. I have Ash. Hey there. I have Rob. Good evening. I have Spence. Hi Carl. You I have Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right in the middle hey. of the <laughs> And Kev's back. Hello Mr. Carl. Hey Kev's back. <laughs> And uh, we are going to be doing part two tonight of our um, Structure Fire, and it's going to be called Structure Fire Second Do, following on from um, our two weeks ago episode, which was... First first Do. First Do. So um, first, though, we've got Scott with some news. Oh. Um, Okay. <laughs> now, full disclosure, this may be fake news, but it's was still pretty awesome when I first read it. It was hilarious. It was a couple weeks ago. Just read out that headline. The headline is Elderly couple burns down home while doing sex game with World War II flamethrower. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so it was in Oklahoma. Um, a couple of sexual else? game turned horribly wrong this morning as they accidentally burned down their house to the ground. With a seventy-five year year old flamethrower. Yeah. That is awesome. How how old are they? And I don't even I don't even know how like how what kind of what, what? kind of sex game so involves I, a flamethrower? Like I said, I think it turned out to be fake. <laughs> but the quote here is, and sorry for the graphic nature of this. He told me he was penetrating his wife with his M1 as usual, but got excited and activated the flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the whole but... thing played wow, confusing. You're like, ah. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> did you? You did. So I kind of hope it's real, but uh, it sounds like it's not. That's too bad. That's the news. That is the news. Slow news day. Happy news for once. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> they lost their house. They got some, but they lost their well, house. Would, I'm still not sure, like. Yeah, well, if you activate the flamethrower, usually the flamethrower is designed to kill you, <laughs> and I don't know how you burn your whole house down without dying. Yeah, without not dying, I should say. Right. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, that's why I think it's fake. Yeah, that's why you think it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> well, people are into weird that stuff nowadays. Everything else seems everything else seems realistic to me, but this stuff. on with the subject, I think. <laughs> Penetrating flamethrowers. I don't know if that's uh So I did second do. I'm not structure fire. Second do. So second do, it's the uh the second vehicle arriving on scene after the first one's already kind of been there and doing its thing. And uh, we're gonna discuss a few of the duties and considerations and things that you should be thinking about maybe and doing and uh, the, maybe the first actions you should take. So let's start with Scott. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. 
So last time, or two weeks ago, we talked about... Previously. Previously. Previously on episode one. We discussed the first new engine could possibly hit the hydrant. Um, the pros and cons of that. Did we discuss the pros and cons? <coughs> we, did. Cons. we did. Yeah, I guess a little bit of pros and cons. I think the pros are pretty obvious. Yeah. They'll have a good source of water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the cons are it's going to tie up one member, potentially delay the truck. Um, yeah. Um, so the way I think we like to do it now is the two, is this, sorry, the second do engine would hit the hydrant typically. And uh, the reason for that is because, I mean, it doesn't tie up that extra member. Um, they have a little bit more, um, you can kind of play around a little bit more, like they don't have to be, because basically once it, once an engine is where it needs to go, like the hoses start getting pulled off to go fight the fire. So if you have to readjust or anything, um, it's already tied up. So I think the second new engine can kind of shift around and move. So what we normally practice now is the second new engine rolls in, um, forward lays possibly from the hydrant to the engine pulls the last length of hose off and connects into the um, first new engine that was already there, and then pulls off to the side. Um, I think the benefit for having the second new engine do it, do it, is, is also if you have to do a, a reverse lay, obviously. So if your hydrant is farther down the street, maybe then when you first, so that your approach, um, your approach route didn't have the hydrant on it, but down the street's there hydrant. We well, can't very well drive your first new back down there and then back up, and that would just be a nightmare. So you park your first new engine, second new would pull up, drop the line. Um, we've done some practices where we've uh, put the supply line underneath the, the wheel of the, of the first new engine, basically acting as though it's the hydrant. And then that truck pulls, drives forward to the, to the hydrant, which is commonly called a reverse lay. That it is. Yeah. And pretty much that's the only way you can probably do that is with that second engine. Um, then there's also the split lay, which we've <coughs> never done in a fire, I don't think. We practice it a little bit here. Um, it does have its pros and cons. Well, I don't know if it has any cons. I mean, other than it's it's a thing that wouldn't happen very often. Seems Use, to be again situational, right? Yeah, it uses up a lot of <coughs> hose, I suppose. All right. Uh. <laughs> um, so with that, it's the basically the way we pictured it around here with rural rural um, driveways and such. The first new engine would start rolling down the, the long, like, rural driveway. Uh, maybe one guy would hop out, maybe hook, not hook to, um, pin it to, a, like, a power pole or some sort of sturdy um, landmark. The first new engine drives down to the fire. Second new engine r- rolls up, and it's, it's going to capture the hydrant maybe down the street a little ways. And they're basically they're going to drive towards where that person's standing at that landmark and essentially tying those two lines together so it'll look like a big L, I guess. Uh, so that's a split lay. Um, like I said, there's air opportunities for us to do that. We've just never really done it because we have a lot, we have two pretty good water tenders that can really get us water fast. So, um, But there's definitely an opportunity, opportunity to do that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So like last week we talked about hydrants right off the bat. So that's what we're talking about this week with the second engine. <coughs> So let's, uh, <coughs> let's talk a little bit about the, so you're, you're the guys on the truck, you've gotten in, <coughs> you know that you're basically, at least for our, our situation, the majority of the time, second on scene is, is going to hit the hydrant. So you know that's part of one of your guys' duties. Let's maybe talk a little bit about 
the other things, the conversations that are going to go on in the truck, the things that the officer should be thinking about um, on the way to communication, things like that, back and forth from scene. So yeah, I don't know who wants to take that. Um, Ash, maybe? Yeah, sure. I just, sorry, I just want to mention one thing. If you are getting any kind of, if the audio is a little bit weird on this episode, there's a crazy windstorm going on right now and there's a lot of background noise. I'll try and edit some of that out, but it might be a little bit echoey, maybe. Like a little kind of vibrate sound in the background. And we might get a call. And we might oh, get, right. get a call. Oh, I'm expecting <laughs> power lines down. It's gonna be our, our uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be our theme tune at about three o'clock in the morning. <coughs> uh, Ash. Yeah. So <clears throat> on most uh, most most calls, we have uh, the second two engines going to be coming up a little bit behind the first. Um, you're already going to have a bit of a snapshot of what's happening via the radio communications. The IC is going to be on scene generally first. They'll be. Uh, trying to relay as much information to the first U, and obviously you're hearing all of this as the second U engine approaching. So in that truck, you're you'll be taking that in, information, trying to figure out what kind of a, a hose laid to the hydrant if you are hitting it. Um, the officer is going to be looking to the guys in the back, um, you know, getting that game game plan. We're not big on you do this, you do this. We're kind of big on all right, we need to do this, so we need somebody hitting the hydrant. A lot of the times we're, you know, a bit of a spread out community, so you, you have that time where, where you can really discuss the game plan. I mean, we've, we have had a couple of pretty close fighters here as well, but for the most part, the conversation on the trip there is gonna be who's hitting the hydrant? Uh, are they asking for manpower to be advanced when they get there? Are they asking maybe, are we gonna put a second hose line off of the second U engine? Uh, those are the kind of things that you're really looking for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I know a lot of the time when we're on track, obviously we're the officers having the conversation back and forth. We're seeing normally we've already had normally the duty officer or the chief is normally on scene before first truck. So there's somebody there communicating back and forth, giving us at least a bit of information. We know, you know, it's fully involved. The guys are already dealing with something there, mm -hmm. um, and we know we're going in to back them up. So one of the big things that second truck does is advancing that manpower right um, and either giving the guys at the front a bit of a break or getting on another line from a different a different side maybe mm -hmm. different exposure so someone want to pick up on that maybe and and run with run with that portion Spencer does. Spencer does. <laughs> the advancing manpower portion <clears throat> yeah jobs jobs of that next portion of crew that can be Showing up there. Can I do something different? You absolutely can. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. If uh, it is a structure fire and we're going to be making entry, we're going to have all those guys on the second engine um, performing writ duties. So what we expect of the guys doing writ is to start by throwing all the stuff out on the tarp. Um, we have a bag with it, a spare bottle and a spare regulator. It's our writ bag with some rope and some other tools in it. Uh, we'll get a halogen and an axe. Married irons out on the tarp, and we can't stress this enough. The RIT team themselves have to start doing their own proactive 360. What they're going to be doing is listening for. We've probably talked about this before. Listening for where the interior teams are, and this is of course only if we're doing interior attack. If we're staying transitional attack, we don't have to set up a RIT team or a RIT tarp or a RIT anything. But as soon as we start to decide to make entry, 
We've got 10 minutes to get that red team established. And uh, they really have to be proactive and uh, do their 360s and listen and try and judge where the interior teams are and how at any given moment they'd be able to go in and get them out. Yeah. 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 Big, big point, actually. And that 360 by the RIT team is, is actually something that's newer in the fire industry, the fire world. Because we actually had a, uh, an instructor a few months back when we had that course. We had a fairly heated debate about it because um, he came from, you know, when RIT teams were first established um, in the fire service. And they were to stand on that tarp at all times, not move, until they were, <clears throat> until they were activated. Um, but I think a lot has changed since then. And they've realized it's probably more beneficial to the overall safety of everybody is if they walked around and they knew where, as long as everyone knows where they are. Um, there's uh, tank or cylinder covers you can get for the RIT team. So at a glance, they can see who the RIT team is out in the fire grounds. We haven't got those yet, but we're, I'm working on trying to get some. Because um, a lot of times, yeah, you're looking at just 20 people I'm walking around fighting fire and you're like, oh, which one's the RIT team again? <laughs> so it, I think it's important to be able to identify those guys especially now that we don't have them standing on that tarp anymore. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that, some of that has changed over the years, moving and letting those guys walk around. And if they're not identified as a red team, it's really easy for them to get caught up doing another job if, like, a captain start, tries to abscond with them and they don't have mm -hmm. the wherewithal yeah. to say, no, I've got a job already, even yeah. though it doesn't look like it. I think, what are those guys doing, just walking around? Yeah, yeah. Let's put them to work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Ritz, <coughs> Ritz, one of those things I know we... We, uh, one of our episodes, the, the RIT episode was extremely popular. Um, we got a lot, of, got a lot of good feedback on it. Go back and check that one out. We will be revisiting it um, again for some things, obviously, that we, we maybe missed. There's a lot of things involved in this. Spencer was going to spew. Yeah, RIT's a really big part of that second truck. Um, what else is going on with that with that second truck, Scott? Um, I think one thing we're trying to stress nowadays, more than ever, is throwing those ladders up. It's, I mean, obviously, if it's a second floor, first floor, or uh, like a single family home that's a single floor, we don't need to put the we don't really need to put the ladders up. But when you start getting into the second floors and stuff, ladders should be going up. Um, second new engine is the one that would be doing that because um, it helps for RIT, and it also helps for um, rescues because mm -hmm. there's Rapid lots rest. and lots of stuff on uh, online where it shows you know a ladder was was placed and then all of a sudden you, a head pops out something that's trapped in there or like I said uh, or if uh, firefighters are inside doing work and then all of a sudden conditions change they need a quick exit um, I know we used to do a, a rip ladder on a different angle um, I think we still put the ladders up on a, on a slightly shallower angle and a in the 70 we put it on about 65 60 just just to make it easier to climb down and climb up um i know working the working angles uh slightly sharper 75 75 and yeah so we we you go a little shallower for the rip because it is actually easier to rescue somebody off a shallower angle and also at a glance it shows them it shows that um shows i see that it's a uh it's a ladder using that we're going to use for an escape route not necessarily a ladder we're going to use to work uh, work on yeah so that's one thing we're trying. <clears throat> we're really trying to stress now is get those ladders up because it's easy to put ladders back on the truck. 
but when you need it in a hurry, it's hard to get a ladder off a truck and run it to the oh, yeah. where you need it and move it. Even if you're on, even if you're maybe at the wrong window, it's easy to roll a ladder into the window that you need it to. But if it's sitting on the truck, you know, 100 feet away, and you need it right away, it's hard. It gets a little tougher. Yeah. yeah. Well, just one of the things I've seen come up recently on Instagram, Facebook is a lot of guys are practicing single firefighter throw uh, ladder throw with just a ex extension ladder, and uh, I don't think that's something we work on enough. Maybe we should, so that we're not tying up three guys to move a really well. We don't need three guys to move a small ladder. We can use one guy to move a small ladder. I know we need more manpower to move a larger extension ladder but uh i think we're down to two all the time now yeah. we used to be when i started yeah. well i think it's again i think it was throwback to the old little ladder we used to have which was a big monster and you needed four guys to move it yeah it was a 40 footer with tormentors yeah. and the whole nine but i think it was still four guys were to move the new ladder i remember when i started and we were all, and i think again it was like we all, we've always done it that way similar to the last episode when we talked about the the two pumpers pumping into each other I think something similar where we had this ladder. Um, we had this, now we have this light ladder, but there's still four guys tied up trying to move this ladder. And then it started being like, do we need four guys on this? I don't know, two guys can easily carry this thing. <laughs> so now we're down to down to the two. I don't know if we'll ever be down to the one. It seems like we could, we could probably, it, the amount of time it would take to, first of all, to train it a lot. Cause I mean, most of those are probably the uh, full-time guys. Yeah. Um, for us to train that, to get it down, Probably just be as easy having two guys do it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah seeing uh, roof ladders are easy to throw, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 like a javelin, <laughs> like a double javelin. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have something? That was going to be a, a bit of a smart ass like that, but <laughs> you know. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, our big, big ladders. Um, I'm sure we could get away with one one guy if you if you really trained it but um in our sort of situation i think it's just as fast and then it's more controlled with the two men uh lift lift and raise um the shorter ladder on the outside i think that would be just fine with the one guy you, you could easily do that um but for our big extension ladder uh it's fast and it's uh well it's not fast but it's definitely more controlled with with two the last thing i'd want to be doing in the you know, for us is asking that of one man and then they struggle and now you're twice as far behind because they're um, over there messing up with the ladder when two guys can do it easily no. i think the other thing too is, is if the first truck is calling for manpower and you've got maybe an interior team going in you've got those two or three guys at the door that might be going in and watching the door you might need another guy to bump up as a backup um so you might again be stuck with two guys at the truck to start doing whatever yeah absolutely i think uh i think something that um becomes an issue with the with the bumping up and it always comes back to that how many people do i have right like it's mm -hmm. especially when we're talking volunteers we're talking so many departments now they've been reaching out and we've been having conversations with they have issues not just getting people to volunteer but sometimes getting to calls is a challenge right maybe they've filled one truck second truck's got half a handful of guys on but they had to leave because they were needed and now they're on scene and so bumping up can be a problematic writ team's super important does it then get set to the side i mean you know it, it's extremely important but 
Well, I think one thing team one thing the RIT team could and should be doing is throw those ladders because that's all part of firefighter safety. Is getting those ladders up because that's part of the RIT team's job is to make sure that there's a safe egress routes. So the ladder ladder duty could be could, could be the thing. Yeah, there's, be. there's no reason why as the as the, the RIT guys are throwing up those ladders the. The pump operator on the second truck, if he's not pumping, he can be throwing out all the red stuff, getting it ready. Yeah. yeah. Setting it up for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so <clears throat> actions actions at the second truck, I guess, as well. Um, do you think that we would be pulling hose off the second truck? There has been a lot, a lot or several structure fires where we've had mm -hmm. to uh, use, well, that one we had in the summer, we had to go around, the second truck went around the back side of the building. Mm -hmm. So, and there's been a few times where we were like, well, maybe it'd be more beneficial to have that other unit go to the other side of the structure. Absolutely. So, yeah, nothing's ever set in stone out. Mm -hmm. Well, nothing's ever set in stone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've, there's, there's the, the side of it where you think, well, yeah, we've got two units, but what if we get another call come in while we're still dealing with this one? And we've had it, yeah. you know, second truck has to start breaking down and all of a sudden there's like <laughs> a few hundred feet of hose all tucked in the back of the cab with three guys trying to <laughs> re-air re bottle while the truck's, <coughs> truck's leaving, right? So um, it definitely happens and has happened. Um, when it comes to being an officer on the second truck situation, you're the guy up front, officer, trying to deal now with this. So what kind of things is that person having to think about, deal with, and who is he having the discussions with? I don't think it's anything different than if you were the first two. Uh, you're, you, you know, you'll be uh, in contact with the IC. Um, you're, you're then in charge of your truck. Uh, you might get a couple <coughs> extra hands given to you uh, if you are getting extra manpower coming say in a bush truck or if you have a um, if you have a water tender with three three guys on it's a pretty big event uh, you don't need three people running a water tender so <coughs> you could be getting extra man so you're you'll be looking after that uh, you'll be talking with the IC um, I don't think the actual job or the communication really changes uh, for the pumper oh. Maybe it does. <laughs> I was just going to say that um, with the second do engine, it's really easy for the IC to give his commander's intent um, and just give an idea as to what he wants that truck to do and then go back to focusing on the first truck that's working and fighting the, the incident. Um, at that point, the, the second engine's officer can kind of make up their own plan. Mm hmm and just sort of go with commander's intent. Right, right, eyes on scene. Yeah, I was actually going to say something similar. It, it's like as a, uh, when I was, uh, a few times I'd be an officer in the second truck, feel like you're the second child. <laughs> <laughs> and the first truck is like the, the honor student. <laughs> it's all the attention. And you're like, can I speak now? I'll just do what I think I should do. Because that first truck is doing, um, you know, it's, it's pulling the hose, it's doing all the work. It's starting, it's starting to fight the fire. The second engine is literally going to be all the stuff we just talked about. Um, <clears throat> if we know they need a hydrant, we're going to hit the hydrant. We're going to we're, we're going to verify. Yeah, we're going to hit the hydrant, and we're going to do it. And then uh, we know how to do that. We don't need the IC to tell us mm -hmm. anything other than that. 
we get the hydrant, we get them to water, and then we advance the manpower. We know how to set up RIT. We know all the other stuff. So unless we hear something otherwise, it would just be the, the steps. Yep. So, pumper. Mm -hmm. And the guy who's on track. So, you made an interesting point when we talked about it before, Rob. Do you want to bring that up, the pump operator? Um, yeah. Uh, actually, thinking back to that call Scott was just talking about, where we tied up the two pumpers on that structure fire, um, I was the pump operator on that. Uh, we ended up with a, a member on the in the jump seat, the officer seat that um, kind of oh, kept an eye on everything, um, but no real officer in charge of the truck. And our deputy chief, who ended up on on scene on one of the trucks, took over kind of safety officer, but also control of that truck. And I um, pointed out a few things to him, kind of acting as that kind of truck's safety officer on that truck. Just, you know, the watch some uh, smoke coming out of the chimney or some something that might be going on in the fire ground and uh, kind of did that role while I was on pumping uh, pumping on the truck. Um, some other things could be doing if you're a second truck and you're not tied up maybe you don't need to be tied up pumping water out to a couple of hose lines you might just be there as a support role for manpower um, as a truck uh, operator could be helping grab a couple of tools or helping to exchange uh, air bottles um, at least hanging around your truck while you're waiting to do whatever or in case a second call comes in yeah I think uh, <clears throat> and we noticed it also on on uh, the call where Megan set fire to her yard using power tools in the summer um if it wasn't for dennis being up on that flat bed and having that 360 degree view while we were all focused on the right hand side of the trucks fighting the fire that was there it jumped the road and dennis because he was up there looking around caught that and we managed to nail it down before again it spread and caused some some more issues on the other side um having that having that view from the top of the pumper and being able to look out over and just get a different point of view because when i'm there yeah i'm trying to focus on everything when on that same one i was right up against you know trying to get into to put up the the basement out and then the, the chimney was you know unstable so we stepped a little bit but yeah. you had sight on that right yeah. we didn't until because the smoke was too thick. Couldn't see it from below. I think one of the <clears> other <throat> things, too, as a pump operator, you could point out to the officer, if you can, is if the guys are actually being effective with their hose stream, or are they just lobbing water over the roof and doing nothing, you could point that out and get them to redirect, at least make the <clears throat> use of water more effective. Yeah, solid point. Because sometimes where you are, you can't fully see, right? And that's the problem with the smoke. You're trying to do your best to, to hit the target, but sometimes it's, it's difficult to get an angle i know bob actually called me on it on that fire actually because i was trying to initially i was i was told to hit the hit the chimney yeah. so i did and then i said <laughs> why were you told to hit the chimney there was a conversation <laughs> afterwards there was an after the conversation the only thing i wouldn't be worried about burning yeah no i <laughs> i discussed it afterwards with the person yeah <laughs> but um i didn't do i didn't do it for very long <laughs> i kind of just did it and then walked away um but anyway <laughs> it's uh yeah it, it's important it's important to have those extra eyes and a different point of view 
Um, so let's. Uh, what else we? Uh, oh, one thing on that, uh, the pump operator. The, it's just not only the pump operator, but the captain has to take a, um, again, Jocko, <laughs> take a step back, look around, make a call. So you always take a, your that step back, look at the overall picture, because you guys all mentioned getting fixated on that uh, one situation right in front of your hose, or right in front of your uh, what's going on right in front of you. Mm-hmm. So you do have to take that step back. And yeah, the pump operator is that ex- another uh, set of eyes, because once he gets it, once they get everything running smoothly. They can kind of take a look around and see stuff. Yeah, that that detached. Yeah, they're detached from the whole situation, right? Yeah. Someone. Yeah, yeah, that detached view <clears throat> needs to be taken sometimes. Something that pops into my mind is uh, a couple of nights ago we were talking about that video where the fire guys were in a driveway and there was a structure fire and there was some power kind oh, of arcing bit from. there and then the line fell down right between the guys. It's kind of one of those things to step back and kind of check those those mm-hmm. wires yeah. yeah just popped in popped in my head that video right. yeah just uh, <laughs> going back to pumping there um, I just want to say my experience the um, we had a call not too long ago here at the beginning of the year or close to the beginning of the year and uh, I was the second new pump operator we pulled in uh, first dude was already there, it was just a small garage fire, so it was pretty pretty minimal. Um, we immediately advanced manpower, because everything was being taken care of on the first two engine. Tender was coming in, and it was a fairly narrow driveway, so I parked off to the side, was turned around, ready to go if another call came in. Uh, I moved some tools up that they were calling for off of our truck. And then I went up to the fire and was just eyes on, helped with the officers, anything that needed to be done, was directing the tender in on the, the narrow ass driveway there and uh, helping with anything I could on the scene. So just, <clears throat> again, that, that second pair of eyes, another pair of hands, just trying to do whatever else needed to be done during the during the interim of of the project because yeah I mean, we get calls where the second truck's already been dispatched but it's way too way too late for them to do anything right because first truck's already hit it and nailed it and everything's just not no one's needed now yeah that's... and it's the worst feeling in the world <laughs> is that just oh second truck's not getting used yeah. I look pretty close, so I don't really get that feeling around. No, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. <coughs> usually, usually. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, so let's maybe. Sometimes what happens, never in this department though, ever, sometimes what happens is somebody maybe takes a wrong turn and first truck. Now it becomes second truck because second truck. It's a wrong turn, or in fact, it's take the wrong turn. It's a fact. It's a rural area. Well, I think the other <laughs> thing here. A lot of times well, it's like, where does this driveway go? Yeah, let's go to this driveway. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, wrong driveway. <coughs> so second truck is now first truck. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Priorities change, and uh, second truck becomes a lot more kind of not frantic. <laughs> they get a little bit more uh, excited because now they suddenly all that stuff that first truck was going to do has now become second issues. So they have to change their priorities pretty quickly. Um, start 
grabbing the uh, appropriate stuff, not the ladders in the writ bag anymore. Now they're going to start pulling the hose and get ready to fight the fire. So, and I think Ash was saying that he had a story about it. Well, not so much of getting the wrong drug, the second drug getting there first, but uh, yes, that because uh, we had a twofer. So boom, uh, boom, <laughs> yeah. So We've had the story before. Uh, this story was was told, I believe, last week by my sweet spouse. Uh, it was my child's birthday. Um, <laughs> so there was a grass fire on the north side of town. Engine one, pew, moseying onto the grass fire. Kev, myself, and somebody else were in the back of uh, engine two there. Uh, we're following a little bit behind uh, the first you, and uh, structure fire comes in. So now you have a generally the more experienced people get on the truck first if there's a time to pick and choose who comes into the hall. So now it's like, oh yeah, this is fine. Come on the truck as it was your, def- definitely your first structure fire. Oh yes. And, oh yes, and I think maybe even I didn't your even first call. I didn't yeah. even know how to mask up yet or anything. Yeah, so it was... Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was like, well, that was like... I think that was like you were away and we hadn't gone over it really well yet or something. This was, and, this was before the training regime got changed. Yeah. Fully. Yes. Well, it was, yeah. it was all, it was at the hall, we were sitting there, and I was standing beside the truck, not getting on. Well, it was a grass waiting. fire. Yeah, and it was and a grass, was fire. grass fire. And that's where it yeah. was, as the officer looked, there was no one else there, he's like, oh, it's just a grass fire, mm. jump on the truck. Mm-hmm. And so I jumped on the truck. So now we're halfway to the grass fire, and the structure fire comes in, and uh, so we do a quick uh, 180 and mosey ourselves towards that, as the second truck with people that don't know how to put on SCBA. So we're doing the quick crash course as we're driving. Um, and did a great I mean, job. Yeah, did a bang up job because he's still here alive. You know, hopefully he doesn't have the cancers. I, saw, I signed him off right after that. Yeah, he, he knows how. Yeah. Got it. Got it down. But, you know, imagine that. You have that second truck now doing first truck duties uh, with the less experienced, the more elevated excitement out of the manpower. I think um, we still ended up getting second due on that, actually. Nope. No, we were def- definitely there. So I thought... One no, of yeah, the... no, we were way, we were way up. Yeah, yeah, we were way up we on were, the side of the hill. We were the first... Yeah, you guys were definitely the first I think there was someone at the hall. We were way north of Well, the there town. was a truck... That, and no, the truck no, no. left off. The truck we had a member there, get there, in. but there was no apparatus. It was definitely <laughs> just us. <laughs> But that's happened like yeah. a fair amount of times. Because um, I remember one time in the morning we we fought a trailer fire and then uh, we were coming back down. It was up on the hill north of town. We were coming back down and then a structure fire in town happened. And I remember the guy sitting next to me, who also listens quite often, <laughs> he's like, I think that's right next to my house. Because <laughs> the way the, the address yeah, came in, was it was. It was like in his back alley of his yeah. house. It wasn't his house. It was like right, like the garage was burning right next to his house. So. He's like in the back going, hurry up! <laughs> um, we were driving down that hill. Yeah, we were driving down the big hill. Going slow with yeah. our lights and siren going. Yeah, and then, uh, so then, yeah, second truck suddenly became first truck and all the priorities changed. Mm-hmm. So Kevin's story there, we always talk about um, when it's just a grass fire, you mask up anyway because you never know what it can turn into. There's another example of how a grass fire can easily turn into a structure fire. That's right. Well, go fight this other structure fire some other place. 
just that quick and easy. Well, the other thing on practice nights sometimes we'll be doing, uh, you know, we'll head over to the training ground and maybe doing a grass fire practice or, or some practice where the guys aren't wearing their full SC or turnout gear and everything. And I've seen guys try to leave their gear behind at the hall. And I'm like, put your gear in the truck. Why? We're just doing this. I'm like, Cause if we get a call right now, you're not, like, we're not <coughs> stopping here to get your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you're, we're going to the fire and you're not going to be able to help. Oh, yeah, right. So the new guys, a lot of times they never think that way. They're like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Why do I have to bring all this stuff with me? Because at any time we can get a yeah. call. That's the nature of our business. Yeah. The other the other way that we can get a first truck become a second truck and a second truck become a first truck, depending on, there's multiple directions <laughs> that we can get to certain locations in town, whether it be coming from the north or south. Sometimes an officer may think, oh, let's take this road, when in fact the other road is a lot faster. And so that's another way that our first truck can become a second. Yeah, the yeah, race. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes we'll purposely take both directions if we don't know. Yeah, we don't, yeah. 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 We don't know See. quite where the address is or yeah. where an accident mm-hmm. might be. Well, that's See happened quite a lot with yeah. grass fires, right? It, it's it's over on this hill somewhere. Yeah, sometimes we can see it, but sometimes if we come in from two angles, oh yeah, I've got it on the west side or you know here on this. So yeah, yeah. or it's everywhere. Yeah, looks like Mount Doom. Yeah, and we talked we talked too about an engine being a second do truck, but like on a grass fire, our tender might be a second do vehicle. Um, like a rub go. Yeah, like a me go. Um, yeah, so. It, you know, we'd be thinking, where's the closest hydrants on a tender for a grass fire or a brush fire? Where am I going to get water from? They might be communicating with the hall to find out uh, locations. Yeah, well, it's a solid point. Well, the engine might not even be the first truck at all, because it might be the bush truck might go, depending on where it is. So, yeah. Yeah. It all depends on what the call comes in as. Yeah. In this instance, mainly, we're just still on the yeah, structure the fire side, but we will definitely talk about the grass I think fire. He's implying we're getting off track. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Never happens. No. Never happens. But yeah, absolutely. When it comes to when it comes to grass fires, having the tender there normally is probably a better idea because we're going to be spewing out a lot pretty quick. So <clears throat> let's just uh, let's kind of. Sorry, one thing I want to add. Yeah. Uh, one thing that's been helping us a little bit on uh, not going to the wrong address or not going down the wrong um, driveway mm-hmm. is I am responding. It's true. <laughs> Who is one of our sponsors? <laughs> Not really a sponsor, but... <laughs> no. Not really a sponsor. They're giving us some stuff, and they're pretty supporter. good. Supporter. <laughs> they're one of our, our big supporters. Yeah. Yeah, they like us. <laughs> I think we're pretty all right. We think they're pretty all right. I'm responding for all your dispatching needs. Look. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, Carl, stop thinking. Destroy <laughs> right Um Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm responding has helped with that for sure because obviously it uses the Google Map features and functions and and if the officer remembers to hit the track the truck yeah um, notification mm-hmm. you, you'd see where exactly where they are you're like oh they went down that driveway yeah, right. yeah. it'd be nice to have a tracking I don't think I don't think it has like a breadcrumb breadcrumb direct trail. tracking no. that'd be that'd be all right like where the truck went yeah that yeah. way we could mm-hmm. see what driveway it actually went down yeah because it says where it is but you're like okay I'm looking at it on these dirt roads like did they go down that driveway or that driveway. So a little break room trail wouldn't be bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you're listening, you're listening. Make a phone call. Right. Make a phone call. Make it happen, Carl. Absolutely. Long conversation. Talk to Still the people in the, the nose. Location at the entrance to the driveway. Yeah. There'd be ways around that, right? Well, and we've talked. Uh, we've talked to some of the captains about putting. Um, Dropping a cone. 
Yeah, putting a cone out. I'm in a different color cone or something that we put out on the um, mm-hmm. on the access driveway. Yeah, yeah, it's it's important, especially when like we were saying before that those rural roads trying to guess where these things are sometimes is a challenge. Yeah, but and the smoke can be misleading. It shows here, and it could be somewhere. Right. The access could be somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, second do. There you go. So, uh, if we got anyone else got anything else to say on second do? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I just want to close us off with um, just a few things I normally do at the beginning, but. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were trying to be all fancy. No, I forgot. Um, I was going to remind you, but last time I reminded you, you are like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have reminded me that I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> this is now your fault. Uh, all right. I want to I give a big uh, big shout out to Chief Miller again, our, our sponsor. Thank hey, Chief you. Miller. Thank hey, you. Uh, go check out Chief Miller on all of the different social medias. Mm-hmm. Um, he posts a ton of stuff from all over the world um, for firefighters and fire departments and all uh, all sorts of uh, training tactics and do's and don'ts. A really useful but site for just straight information. Literally posts all the stuff. Yeah, all the <laughs> yeah, stuff. everything oh, yeah. is on there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a great resource, great great spot, and uh, so to give him a look in. And then uh, again, as Scott had already mentioned, I'm responding. We have the link on our uh, Facebook page. So go and check them out. There's a link there for a two month free trial of their software. Great people, super useful software. It's helped us um, in many different ways. And if you actually look at the post on our Facebook page, you'll see there are multiple comments from tons of other guys and girls on there about their departments and them using it and how they've got um, They've, they've used it to their advantage and how they enjoy it too. Um, so check that out. And uh, our YouTube. The YouTube. Right? The, yeah, YouTube. the YouTube. Yeah, it's been it's been a few weeks since we did the original release, but because mm-hmm. uh, we had we had the, the uh, Valentine's episode with the ladies last week. So I just want to say um, thank you again for all your support. You guys have been great. Um, we did our first training video, which came out. Uh, there are a couple of different segments. There's like the 14 minute long full training one, and then there's a couple of um, broken down versions for the raising and the lowering. They went down really, really well. We got a lot of good comments, and uh, it so went. I thought you mentioned the raisin. Raisins? Raisins. I love raisins. Raisin breads? Raisin California raisins? Two scoops. Two scoops. So that went, that went really well. There's more of that on the way, and uh, we've got a lot of. A lot of yeah. ideas and stuff for that coming up. So go over to our YouTube page. Again, the link is on our Facebook and subscribe. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for some awesome, funny commercials and content. Makes sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always wait till after the credits. Yeah, yeah it's gonna mm-hmm. be. I think we'll have a more little bite like that. Scott hates them, they. Well, Scott's yeah. pretty negative. Anyway. I like them. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. You like hamburgers? I like enjoy myself some hamburgers. Yeah. I like hamburgers. I like Dick's hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure when you get a chance, you go eat a bag of Dick's. That's good. Wow. That's good. That's good.
the guys suit us or giving us? I sent them. I us or giving us I sent them the link and they they responded saying they're excited to see it. And, <laughs> and so I sent them it. the link and they've not responded. So I'm assuming the letter from the lawyer is in the mail and uh, we'll we'll go from there. So um, that's it, gents. That's it for this evening. Thank you very much, Ash. Hey. Rob. Night. Kev. Have a good evening. Spence. Good night, Carl. <laughs> and Scott. <laughs> <laughs> he hates things out of order, doesn't he? Good night, everyone. Doesn't work at all.